If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. You sound very clear for a man who is currently internationally travelling and flying above sea level. That, look, we're I'm coming to you live from the streets of Tokyo, folks. Uh, I'm getting a lot of strange looks uh, around the place. But <laughs> well, that was before you started recording. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I did wear. I'm, I am dressed as a leprechaun at the time. Uh, <laughs> if I would just know, this episode nearly didn't happen. But we are doing one of these hero zeros. Sean is actually, as of you are listening to this right now, not even in the country. He's probably no. he's off traveling. Okay, but I'm away. I'm a I'm a cultured fella. He's away, and he's going to be away for the next two weeks. But what we decided to do, because Sean is going to Japan for three weeks, we wanted to get a Hero Zero just just recorded before he left. Um, we just yeah. Because we just felt like maybe it would be a bit more fun. We could get one week out of it. Obviously, Sean doesn't want to listen to me do reports. So I said, Sean, it's your last week. A bit more fucking work from you will, wouldn't go astray. <laughs> He did say that. He said that to my mother, who then relayed it to me. I um, said, a three-week holiday. No way, Mary. <laughs> not on my watch. Her name is Edel, but here, look. <laughs> I call all old Irish women Mary. <laughs> That's her. She's not old, Connor. I wouldn't have you say that about her now. <laughs> no, no. That was, I full-stopped that. 
And then that yep. was a new sentence. That was a Dig separate up. sentence. Keep digging. <laughs> no, I'm just, all I'm saying is she's 24, isn't she? 25, I think. That's younger than me. So I, look, <laughs> we're not getting into it. Oh, lads, oh, I'm struggling. <laughs> oh, he stole Jesus. Yeah. No, so this is look, Connor, Connor, Connor. I'm yeah. away. I've forgotten. What's Hero Zero all about? Hero Zero is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. I always choose DC characters, and Sean always does Marvel characters. So I obviously did last week's episode. Um, Sean, it is your week. I'm interested to know who you're going to do, what's going to happen, because to me, at this point internationally you could say anything you're out of here I can't go around to your house and punch you in the arm for doing a bad report as I so normally do do. that is true that is it's worrying (laughs) I've had to move several times but he keeps finding me (laughs) change my Uh, name (laughs) so last I I say last okay for people who don't know we've done like six or seven shows this week in preparation oh we're bulking oh we're burned out so uh, last week you did Bane, one of Batman's greatest enemies in terms of strength and intelligence, Connor. Feels like a long time ago, but I do remember doing that, yes. You did do a, a 30-odd minute report about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, we also recorded a certain Patreon-exclusive movie oh, no. review. Now, oh, no. Bane was a character that you did early doors on Hero or Zero. The episode no longer exists. The same can be said for Dr. Michael Morbius, oh. Connor. Duh. It's Halloweeny. It's look, Halloween was a few days ago, but not at the time of recording. <laughs> no, it's all crazy. <laughs> Technically, no. it's fine. Technically, it's um, fine. Go, also, could you give us a like and follow whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on? Give us five stars on Spotify, please. We are currently going for a hundred five star reviews before Christmas. Um, please, we need to do that for Sean to get his visa to come home. Uh, we need a yeah. hundred. Don't ask why. It's just that's the way it works here. Um, so if, if you want the show to continue, please, please do give us. No, don't reviews. actually don't give them. A, <laughs> like, oh, we're not no. fucking giving a five star now. <laughs> Fuck that. What? Oh Jesus. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> So, no, look, bad, not a great film, I think we'll all agree. We reviewed uh, it on the Patreon last month, yeah, yeah, But I think the the character of Michael Morbius in the comics might deserve a second chance, say, uh, where we can learn about him and what makes him tick. Can I just add, are you in the midst of this report going to try to convince me that Jared Leto is a nice man? Not at all. That won't Good. come into things at all. Oh, I want you to okay. separate him from this entire procedure. Okay, and that is easy for me to do because I hate him. Go on. (laughs) Excellent, good. So, Michael Morbius was born and raised in Greece, the son of Macoria Morbius. Michael was raised by his single mother after his father left them. He experienced an isolated childhood because he had a rare blood condition. This this is all covered in the early days of the film. Uh, No, it's not. (laughs) Despite the disease, he was intellectually gifted and spent all of his time reading books. He had two best friends, oh. uh, Emil Nikos and his sister Liza Nikos. The three of them were as close as family, but complications arose when he professed his feelings for Elizabeth and she rejected them. Oh. Now, they were close as family, but not actually family. So that's technically fine that he had feelings <laughs> for her. You know what? That was one of those times where I didn't need that. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's just a running gag of it's technically fine if he... Comes up 
more often than you yeah. think. Like yeah, it's technically love. fine if he starts to try to date a woman he knew since he was three, but they're not related. Yeah, but they're, okay. they're basically siblings, but they're not. No, but stop adding the basically si- <laughs> like they're not siblings. <laughs> so while in college, uh, Michael and Emil became brilliant scientists, winning a Nobel Prize for their work in biochemistry. They attempted to cure Michael's blood disease. And they developed an experimental treatment involving vampire bats and electroshock therapy, Connor. This can't go wrong at all. Not at all. Its side effects turned Michael into a pseudo-vampire who needed to consume blood in order to survive and became uh, and gained typical vampire characteristics such as an aversion to sunlight, the power of flight, enhanced strength, speed and healing. Uh, he also gained fangs, became more bat-like in appearance, and became extremely pale. That happened so quickly. It, it, look, they do glow. Well, it was like he was introduced. It was it was just after the Comics Code Authority lifted the ban on horror characters. So Marvel right. was like, "Hey, let's have a vampire." So they just really fast tracked to okay, the man cool. becoming just a like, vampire. This kid- also, now he's a vampire. He had a sick disease. Then he tried it on himself. Now, fucking bat. Yeah, exactly. And additionally, the victims of his bite would turn into living vampires themselves. Oh. So that's not really covered in the film all that much, but everyone he bites will become a living vampire. Can I just say nothing is covered in the film? So this is all new ground. Michael Morbius does very little in that film (laughs) as it goes. (laughs) He goes around. He he looks like Jared Leto. That's what he does. So when Michael first experienced the change, I'm going to call him Morbius now because it feels very familiar to be calling him Michael. Yeah. Uh, when Morbius first experienced the change, he killed his best friend, Emil, as he could not control his bloodlust. Mm. Uh, when Liza learned of what happened to her brother, she swore revenge against Morbius. So right. He's killed her brother. She's not happy about that. Which She's is gonna- technically not fine. Technically not fine and really not fine. Don't kill people, folks. <laughs> but technically and really not fine. Don't be Connor killing people. Connor might be fine with it, but I'm coming yeah. down hard and saying <laughs> you, no. You've come down hard on the stance of no killing and that's fair enough. Look, you're allowed your opinions. You need both sides on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Mar- Morbius then travelled to the US by ship and in his blood thirst slaughtered the entire crew. That kind of happens in the film. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind. Stop mentioning the fu- we. I mean, I did it on the Patreon because those people like they hate us and they always recommend those things. But at the yeah, same yeah. time, Sean, that, I, that movie, I never want to think of it again. So you're you're really you're really giving my therapist a lot to talk about. Here. That's okay. I won't mention the film again for the duration. It is of also the in the ship. He does kill a lot of people on the ship in a really bad scene in which he becomes a half Batman. You nearly said werewolf there for a second. I did, but didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, after killing the crew, Morbius tried to kill himself, but failed. Uh, And he took up room at a beach house, where he encountered Spider-Man, who was, and I don't want any follow-up questions on this, Mm -hmm. at the time, Spider-Man was trying to reverse the process that had given him six additional arms. (laughs) Ah, right. Sorry, that that was a weird time in Spider-Man comic books, wasn't it? 
It was. It was yeah. Like, what if he was actually like a spider? Huh? How many issues did he have the six arms for? More than you'd think. Like, like long enough that it was like this is going on a bit, lads. Maybe, maybe dial it back. Yeah, and mm. the, the best way that they could think, like, you'll see the way they resolve this is not what Perfect. you expect. So. Him and Morbius start fighting. Their battle is interrupted by Dr. Kurt Connors, the lizard. Uh, I just have one, just a really quick one follow-up yeah, question yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, Peter yeah. Parker. Um, you know the way he's like a, a student in school? Yeah. Does he have six arms? No, he called in sick those few days. He called in sick for months. Months Not he called months. in sick. He wasn't, he didn't have the six arms for that long, just a lot of issues. You just said it went on longer than you you think. In terms of issues, not in terms of chronological time. Issues were monthly, but in terms of days, it was only maybe a week that he had the six arms. And is that made an only Spider-Man at this point, or is he just at home with the eight arms? He might have been living on his own at this time, and he might have been in college and not school. Tough to hide the old six extra arms. He was mostly... Presenting a Spider-Man at that time and not a regular boy. <laughs> ah, perfect. <laughs> Sorry, you so, can go back to your report now. <laughs> so, Dr. Kirk Connors, the lizard, shows up uh, and uh, st- interrupts the battle between Spider-Man and Morbius. Morbius escapes, but not before biting Kirk Connors, which partially returned Kirk Connors to being a normal man and not a big lizard. Mm. So... Spider-Man and Connors realised Morbius's blood could be a cure for both of them. And they decided to team up and help each other. That's a bit of a leap in logic, but okay. They tracked Morbius down and after a battle extracted some of his vampire blood. Uh, they synthesised a cure, causing Connors to remain in his human state and for Spider-Man to lose his additional arms. That's handy. Did they fall off or did they just disappear? Cut. Uh, to my knowledge, they disappeared. They kind of withered Perfect. away and healed over. The weird is there was just six extra arms just lying on the floor. Just floating six around. The- <laughs> so driven mad by his blood loss, so Morbius, at, like he 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 does keep trying to stop drinking blood, but he always has the blood loss at the back of it all. Um, Morbius battled Spider Man again, but he was restored to his human form when he was hit by a freak bolt of lightning. <laughs> Again, doesn't matter. Uh, He remained human for some years after this, uh, assisting the West Coast Avengers as well as Spider-Woman. He was just their scientist guy for a while. They just had a vampire and then they were like, oh, he got struck by lightning and now he's just a normal, everyday man. Pretty much, yeah. Right. It's an odd move, but eventually a different writer came on board and his vampiric condition returned. Mm, Of course. He came down with a terrible case of Marvel editorial changes. Ah, that Uh, old classic. The old (laughs) Spider-Man six-arm, they call it. So, (laughs) So, after Michael's disease took a new course and his hunger started to come faster than before, he went to Empire State University, where every Marvel character has studied. And he was looking for Dr. Andrea Jansen, who was an expert in uh, biochemistry. Uh, But he was stopped by Spider-Man, though he did manage to get some of Spider-Man's blood to calm his hunger before he escaped. After this, uh, he did meet up with Dr. Andrea, explained to her how the feeding satiated his hunger for short periods of time. Spider-Man arrived once again and didn't believe what Morbius was saying. Spider-Man is like, no, you like being a vampire. 
you're just pretending oh. to be a good person because you feel oh. guilty. Uh, the two fought. Morbius was about to kill Spider-Man, but was stopped by Mary Jane Watson, who said that if you are so willing to say you want to fight the hunger and not be a vampire anymore, let Spider-Man live. <sighs> Calls his bluff, honestly. <laughs> Uh, and then and he, he just does. proceeds to eat Spider-Man to death. Now, it would be a way better comic panel. Way but better. No. Bold plot twist. He does hold back and Dr. Andrea gives him a packet of like donated blood. You say a packet of cigarettes. That's <laughs> <laughs> somebody smoking these camel lights. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's been a stressful day. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, that hits the spot. <laughs> it's a cool spot. So he, she gives Mor, uh, Morbius uh, some blood so that he didn't have to have the hunger anymore, but he also didn't have to kill Spider-Man. In reality, Andrea was working for the scientist and Hydra agent, Dr. Loxius Crown. Now, the reason, the only reason I mention that is that Loxius Crown is Matt Smith's character in the Morbius film. I'm bringing it back up. Uh, they just use kind of the name but they changed it to Lucius and then Milo for no good reason uh, well that's when his his name is Milo but his name isn't Milo but uh, his, Morbius yeah. just calls him Milo one day and then just proceeds to call him that for the rest of his life exactly but his real name is Lucius Crown uh, and this is Loxius Crown as this dude uh, and Loxius Crown eventually is bitten by Morbius and becomes a vampire himself that's the tie that those two have in the comics uh, and they decided to make him the antagonist of the movie. That's a pretty good one. That's a good it, one. They got Matt Smith. He's in a different it, movie. <laughs> he's in, but, but he's fucking giving his all. Oh, he's, he's like, going hard at it, but in a different movie. And then the last like bit of story I have is just... It, it's, a, it's an interesting take on Morbius. So after Civil War, he was registered under the Superhuman Registration Act. He ended up working for S.H.I.E.L.D. And he was sent to convince Blade to register. Um... <laughs> Seems like a seems like the worst person to say to try and convince Blade. The idea is that like, hey, look, we don't get along, but we could be on the same side. Like, I'm willing to work for this kind of a thing. Mm. Um, okay. After this, uh, he still had the hunger, so he didn't feel worthy of like being like part of society, and so he became suicidal, looking for a way to end his life. He travelled to San Francisco where he took to living in an abandoned church frequented by young drug, drug addicts, where he attempted to go without feeding. So he was just going to basically starve himself until he died. Fuck. Okay, this uh, is getting a bit... Not great. It's a bit grim, but it's this whole take on Morbius where he's going through withdrawals at the same time as a load of addicts around him. And it's just a really fucking I mean, good the, take. The, the connection is very clear. This is the very, yeah. very beginning of the war on drugs and... He gives it all up and then he relapses and all that stuff. That's it. And it's like this thing he has to fight constantly, like yeah, addiction. Okay. Uh, one of the addicts named Roxy, who Morbius related to most, uh, overdosed and was going to die. And her boyfriend starts pleading with Morbius. He's like, listen, Turner, make her a vampire. At least she'll be alive. Um, however, during the overdose, she had gone too long without breathing. And when Morbius fed upon her, her brain was damaged by the lack of oxygen. And so when she came back, she was basically a feral vampire. She was oh. only interested in feeding feeding and getting blood, essentially. Morbius watched as she killed two of her companions and only stepped in when the last of them, 
who was the only one of who aside from Roxy was the only one who was ever kind to Morbius was about to be killed. Morbius killed Roxy by breaking her neck and left her victim alone and terrified. Jesus. Okay. It's that, a heavy you know story. That, that's actually not a, that's a pretty cool story to be involved in. Yeah. I, that's also a really interesting take on vampirism that I haven't seen before. No, I've is, never seen that. Yeah. Like as it is, it's an addiction. Um, but also I also, love the idea of like bringing them back, but like too late. Like, yeah. Like, like they're it, still alive, but they're not alive. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're animated, but they're not living. Um, yeah, and they and they come back, and there's not enough. So they're different. They're not like every. And then you have different vampires. Yeah, there's a really good book that does something similar. It's called Empire of the Vampire. And when a vampire bites someone and they die, they don't know how long it's going to take before they come back to life. So it could be an hour, and then they're like fine and they're pristine and they're like peak beauty and all the rest of it. But if it goes like two months, then they're like a decayed husk of a corpse brought back as a vampire. There, there's also, well, actually, that's a, there's a bit in Blade 2 where there's like, there's vampires and then there's like a second. Yeah, like a like, second class of vampires. A second, like a higher class of vampires, but they're like more like frenzied. They're just, they're yeah. all just about eating, they're eating vampires. Like that stuff's really interesting to me. I just love yeah. how that's how that society is structured. Um, in terms of powers, he is a pseudo vampire, so he has um, a lot of superhuman abilities that true vampires would have. Because true vampires do exist in the in the Marvel universe, but I like they came, like they were there from the start of man. Like Dracula is a thing. Like Blade hunts regular vampires, right? Like from mythology and legend and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Blade, like is Blade's big bad just it's Dracula? Yeah, Dracula is his main. Okay, enemy. cool. Um, he will work with Morbius because Blade is half a vampire himself, technically. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the source of his transformation is scientific, not mystical. Um, so he has superhuman strength, speed, stamina, agility, reflexes, superhuman senses, healing factor. Uh, he has the fangs and claws. Uh, he can glide. He can hypnotize people. Uh, and he can create other vampires. However, he is immune to most vampire vulnerabilities. So stakes, silver bullets, crosses, holy water, all of that stuff doesn't affect him. And you think like there would be more, well, I'm assuming there probably is a lot of plots where people then try to recreate, recreate what created him. Yeah. And then like do that to them so that they could also be immune to all that stuff, but have all the, have all the good stuff. This is the thing, because Morbius is like the first science vampire. So if you're bitten by the science vampire, you just have the science vampire powers and weaknesses. Right, so so all of his victims are all also immune, so incredibly hard to kill. Yeah, but his whole thing is that, no, I don't want to be a vampire and I don't want other people to be vampires. So there's a a whole lot of things of trying to capture Morbius for his blood, just to put it into you. But also, it's kind of like a zombie thing, because the more he creates, the harder it is to kill them over, like, because yeah. then there's more of him. That's the thing. But he needs to feed. Is this, like, so it's this weird, like, push and pull mm, dynamic that, that he That's has. a really interesting topic that's never touched on in the Morbius movie. Never explored. Movie. <laughs> never explored at all. 
<laughs> if you want to hear our Morbius review, by the way, it's over on our Patreon now. It's just uh, $5 a month, and you can access that review. Like, we've got fucking hundreds of reviews at this stage so for many, a, lo- so a whole bunch of movies. Uh, but that's one of the worst ones we've done in quite a while. Um, pretty tough. The, yeah. He, the, look, he is also he has a genius intelligence. He's a good hand-to-hand combatant simply because he's very strong. Weaknesses, he do he does have the vampire's hunger. Uh, the longer without blood he goes, the weaker he becomes and he's likely to lose control. While he can't be killed by sunlight, he is very sensitive to light and the sun uh, in terms of like his, his vision and his skin are very, very sensitive. And he has mental instability. So he has suffered through su- suicidal ideation on multiple occasions, desiring to end his own life when he was unable to cure himself of his condition. Um, when he goes without feeding, he suffers visual and auditory hallucinations representing his hunger. That's a character that could be really interesting, but also really difficult to write, I, I think. Yeah, I think he really functions well in comics, where you can spend an issue just exploring what Morbius is up to at the time and how he's feeling. But when you need to turn that into a 90-minute action film... The, the the ethical quandary of creating other versions of yourself just to keep yourself from going insane is tough to explore. Yeah, it's hard to get nailed that down. Yeah. But I think he's he is an interesting character. I love that fucking uh when he's just living in the church with the drug addicts. That parallel is brilliant to me. Yeah. And I would like if I was to do Morbius in like live action, that's kind of the route I would go down. Like Daredevil would come across him and try and help him out. Yeah, and like there's also no. I always, I always, I think I've mentioned this before, but there is an episode of Angel in Buffy mm-hmm. and Angel in which Angel is like always wishing that he isn't a vampire or whatever. Yeah, and then so him and Buffy can be together and have this big romantic thing. And there's an episode where he gets granted that that like you get to be a human and he's like oh fucking amazing and he has the best day ever until a big monster shows up and they have to attack and he tries to fight it. And he's just and he's like a regular able. man. He gets absolutely fucking killed. And like Buffy nearly dies. And he like saves her last second because they're not working as a team. She's like carrying him in the fight. Yeah. And then he has to decide that like he's actually better used to society, even though he isn't happy. He's better used to society as a vampire than he yeah. is as a human. And it's his personal sacrifice to be like, no, no, I need to do this for everyone else. I, I like that. I love the idea. Yeah, there's the idea of like, I've always just don't want to be a vampire. But if you're not, how can you save every people? Yeah. And that's great. Like, it's like, it, and it's terrible, but it's like the thing that you suffer most from is like, that's your greatest strength somehow. Terrible message for life, but... <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, I think, or something. <laughs> That's fucking, you gotta run with the hand you're dealt, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you got fucked over, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> so I think that's it for the week. A great report, Sean. I love Thanks, Morbius now. He's my favourite character. I'm gonna go watch the movie right now. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. For 25 I'm back. minutes there, you were grand. <laughs> um, if you like what you heard, as I said, the review is over on our Patreon. You can head on over there. The link is down below we've got a twitter we've got an instagram we've got a facebook we've got a facebook group if you want to join that and just kind of some shy talk goes on but most importantly just tell what human beings that we exist and sean i hope you have a safe flight because i'm telling saying to this before you fly that's actually yeah so like look god forbid the worst happens 
Yeah. Still put this episode out. I think that'll I'm be hilarious. I'm still putting it out. Regard, I'm going to use you for a bit of fucking clout. What if the last thing I ever do on this podcast is a Morbius report? Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> he died the way he lived. Morbius. <laughs> Morbin. Morbin. I'm always Morbin. I'm going to open up your funeral with... It was the morbidest of times. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the fuck is he talking about? Put that on the headstone. Um, so, look, that is it. We are. I'm going to be doing a Hero Zero next week by myself. Week after, not quite sure. We're, sit, we're going to wait and see. We do have some classic weird news episodes coming up. Um, that is just some older episodes that we really enjoy that we're going to put back out and see if they still hold up and if they're quite good. Uh, just some of your favourites. If somebody has a particular favourite, please send it in. That'd be great. But, as I said, most importantly, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So I have been Conor Lawler. I have been Sean Neal. And we'll see you in like three weeks, Sean. I'll see you soon, folks. Do <laughs> good. Okay, bye. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.